0: On the 22nd of November 2015, Rina Palenkova, a teenager living in southeastern Russia, posted a selfie online. In the photo she stands by a railway track. A black scarf is wrapped around her mouth and nose. She is sticking her middle finger up at the camera. It looks like it's covered in dried blood. The photo's caption? Naya bai. The next day, she took her own life.
1: Rina's death came to be linked to something called the Blue Whale Challenge. You may well have read about this or heard about it, because media reports all over the world called it a deadly online game, a series of challenges which slowly brainwashed young people into taking their own lives. And so the specter of the Blue Whale Challenge scared people around the world. It was alleged to be linked to dozens of teenage suicides, First in Russia, then further afield, Ukraine, the USA, India. Further investigation, however, has revealed that nothing about the challenge is quite as it seems. I'm Mike Wendling, and you're listening to the Trending Podcast from the BBC World Service. This week, we're going in-depth to uncover the strange origins behind the so-called suicide game that swept the globe. And to help tell the story, I'm joined by our reporter, Anta Dean. Hi Mike.
0: To understand this story, what the game was reported to be, how news of its existence spread, and how the man responsible came to be locked up in Russian prison, we need to go back, right back, to where the Blue Whale Challenge started. And in many ways, it all began of Rina Palankova's death.
2: Every subculture needs its icons. The case with Rina uh, has become very iconic.
0: That's Daria Redchenko. She's a senior researcher at the Russian Academy of National Economy and Public Administration. She's done extensive research into the so-called Blue Whale Challenge. And here's the first thing that isn't quite as it seems. She tells me that Rina's real name wasn't actually Rina.
2: Her name was actually Renata Kambolina. This icon of uh, teenage suicide was... Uh, from Ossurisk which is far east in Russia
0: so far in fact that the land starts to curl around China think of it as the most south easterly corner of Russia Rena's death was much discussed on a certain type of internet chat room hosted by Russia's largest social network VKontactor these chat rooms were places where teenagers met to talk about everyday things their relationships their classmates but also darker subject matter Loneliness, suicide, scary stories. Darya Radchenko again.
2: Young teenagers used to share creepy stories with one another in small groups, in like, summer camps or whatever, in any kind of place where youngsters came together overnight. When internet started, those stories, uh, they added a sort of game.
0: It can loosely be called an augmented reality game.
2: These augmented reality games are based on the proposition that we play both online and offline. We do something in our physical world and those challenges in the physical world somehow affect our fate in the game, in the, in the online uh, environment.
0: It was in these groups where the lines between online and offline, fact and fiction, were often blurred that users began to feverishly speculate about the reasons behind Rina's death. They posted sketches of the selfie she sent the day before she died. In some instances, they lauded the bravery they believed she'd shown in ending her life. A video purporting to be her final moments was posted online.
2: Nobody actually knew the true story behind her suicide. Was there any kind of person who committed suicide that way, or this was a stage act, and this added to the buzz.
0: On Christmas Day 2015, another young girl killed herself. A little over a fortnight later, so did a second girl from the same city. When the parents examined the online accounts left behind by their daughters, they found something curious The two girls were part of similar online groups. And in these groups were drawings of Rena, posts about suicide and numerous pictures of blue whales.
1: Blue whales. Now, this strikes me as slightly strange because I think of blue whales as benign, generally harmless creatures. So what is this link between blue whales and suicide?
0: Well, there's been lots of different theories put forward, the most popular one is that it's because blue whales have been known to beach themselves. Uh, another is that it's based on the lyrics of a Russian rock band called Lumen. We, we can't know for sure, and it's hard to say why certain images particularly resonate. One of the most widely shared images was of a whale flying over a city at night. It captured the spirit of these groups, melancholy, quietly surreal. But it wouldn't be until May 2016 that speculation about blue whales became part of the national conversation. An article by journalist Galina Merslieva in Novaya Gazeta, an investigative newspaper independent of the Russian government, sent the story into overdrive. Here's anthropologist Daria Radchenko.
2: She suggested that inside the suicidal groups, some aggressors, some dangerous people, propose to children, to teenagers again. So the challenges could be very different From solving riddles, puzzles, to rising up in the morning at 4.20am.
0: There were reportedly 50 tasks set across 50 days. On the last day, the user was instructed to take their own life.
2: She suggested that they purposefully lead the teenager's to commit suicide using psychological techniques, using psychological manipulation, using blackmailing.
0: One of these groups was called Ocean Whales. Another was F57. It was difficult to find traces of the challenge itself because administrators told participants to delete all evidence of it on their social media accounts. The Novaya Gazeta report estimated that 130 children might have killed themselves between November 2015 and April 2016 because of their participation in these groups. It would come to be known worldwide as the Blue Whale Challenge. A teenager commits suicide live on social media doing the Blue Whale Challenge, but is You might have seen reports about a series of online challenges called Blue Whale. Some
2: school districts are now warning parents about what's called the Blue Whale Challenge.
0: news quickly spread abroad. British police sent a letter to schools to warn about the game. Cases were being reported all over the world and with tragic results. In Georgia, USA, a 16-year-old girl killed herself. There was a boy called Ozaia Gonzalez, also in the USA, a 19-year-old in Hyderabad in India, and two young Russian girls called Yulia Konstantinova and Veronica Volkova. A few days before she died, Konstantinova posted an image of a blue whale on her Instagram.
1: Okay, Mike, have a look at this video. Okay, so tell me a little bit about what we're looking at here.
0: Well, this, it seems, is the culprit, Philip Budakin, on the day of his arrest.
1: Okay, uh, so there's a guy with a big orange coat and a beanie.
0: Yes, the police have handcuffed him, and he's being interviewed outside the block of flats where he lives with his mother. Philip, please. So that's him saying the username he used on these groups, Philip Lees, which means Philip the Fox.
1: He looks really, really young, Ant.
0: Yeah, he's he's 21 years old, and and the day after this video was filmed, he was taken to Cresty Detention Centre and charged with involvement in the suicide of 15 people.
1: What do we know about him? What kind of person was he?
0: He liked computers and electronic music. He was an aspiring producer of Witch House, an electronic music genre with occult themes. A former psychology student, the impression given by the media was that he'd used highly developed tactics to manipulate teenagers into killing themselves. Here's what Budakin himself taught a Russian media outlet. His words are read by an actor. There are people, and then there is biodegradable waste.
3: I was cleansing our society of such people. Sometimes I start to think that it's wrong, but in the end I have the feeling that I'm doing the right thing.
0: Budakin said he created the game in 2013 under the name F57, combining the sound of the start of his name, Philip, and the last two digits of his phone number. On the 10th of May 2017, he pleaded guilty. He's currently in prison. But the strangest part was yet to come. Subsequent investigation reveals something that coverage around the world had missed. It's not altogether clear whether the so-called game ever existed in the first place.
1: So far, we've heard about how this game, which sets 50 tasks over 50 days, was reported to have started in online groups where teenagers gathered to talk about all sorts of things, including suicide. And the first major article to report on this story was in a well respected Russian newspaper, Novaya Gazeta, in May 2016.
4: I remember the morning when this article was published, I was on the way to my job.
0: This is Evgeny Berg a journalist at Medusa, a Russian-language independent media organisation. It was May 2016, and he was reading the Novaya Gazeta article about the so-called groups of death.
4: It made a strong impression on me. It was May, but it was very gloomy day, you know, grey sky and a little fog, and I thought, like, oh my God, there is out there a man who tried to kill a lot of children in Russia, and this is so scary. And, uh, you know, I feel like uh,
0: shivers on my skin. And so Evgeny decided to dig deeper. His research took him to the father of one of the girls who died in the western Russian city of Ryazan around Christmas 2015, a former detective named Sergei Pestov. After his daughter's death, Pestov had founded an organisation Saving Children from Cybercrime the organisation produced a brochure. It implied that foreign intelligence might be to blame. Operatives were destroying the Russian people by inciting their children to suicide, or in some instances, finishing the job themselves.
4: Somehow he counted a bunch of cases all over the Russia, in his opinion, connected with the suicide groups. And this number was 130. Sergei Pestov knew a man who was a prosecutor's assistant at Rizan, and uh, I don't know how it is possible, but he was also observer of local Novaya Gazeta.
0: You're telling me the assistant prosecutor in Rizan also worked for Novaya Gazeta? Yes, yeah, you know, it's Russia, welcome.
4: Yeah, uh, this number, 130, actually comes from this uh, Sergei Pestov, this uh, father of this girl tragically died at the end of 2015, and I think because of their griefing, they created this story for themselves. And uh, then it just spread to the local Novaya Gazeta, then to the the, the main Novaya Gazeta, and then uh, all over the Russian media and then all over the
0: world. In a story shrouded in rumour and hearsay, this 130 figure is one of the very few widely reported facts. That's why it's so important to drill down into it, so we can understand the factual basis of a story that's spread around the world. This number is still being used by many news outlets. And according to Evgeny Berg and Medusa, it originates with a parent trying to unravel the reasons behind a personal tragedy. The Novaya Gazeta article has been viewed over one and a half million times.
4: I was again shocked because it was Novaya Gazeta. And uh, how can they publish this bloody stuff? It's just incredible. It's nonsense. It's very unprofessional.
0: We took Evgeny Berg's allegations that the foundations of the Novaya Gazeta article were, at best, unsteady, particularly the origin of this 130 number, directly to the reporter, Galina Merslieva.
3: This number,
5: 130, it wasn't based on the conclusions of one father who lost his child. No, this is absolutely wrong. It was based on the conclusions of over 200 parents who lost their children. The father of the girl who died just helped during that period of time. I don't have any reason not to trust them. I checked many things.
0: And it's true, she did check many things. She worked on the story for months, putting together interviews with the parents of deceased children, with experts in law and psychology, and published it because she wanted to spur into action investigators who she thought weren't taking the problem seriously enough. Sergei Pestov, the father of one of the girls who killed herself, says his investigation is the origin of the 130 number. Galina Merslieva claims it comes from 200 parents who lost their children. But whichever the answer, using the conclusions of grieving parents as a source of statistical information seems highly questionable. In fact, despite the considerable column inches dedicated to the subject, not a single suicide has so far been proved to be linked to these groups. In your article you wrote that 130 teenage suicides might be linked to these online groups. So far zero teenage suicides have been proven to be linked to these groups. Do you think that your article bears any responsibility for inflating a story where there might not have been one in the first place?
5: No, of course I don't think so. These deaths have been happening since 2015. We weren't parents across the country who didn't understand what was happening. There have actually been way more than 130 cases. But tell me, who could confirm that this happened? How can it be confirmed?
0: That seems to be at the heart of it. How can the cause of a suicide ever be proved? Surely it is more accurate to say that teenagers suffering from depression, some of them suicidal might be drawn to groups that deal with that topic. The strange subculture of teenage messaging boards is easy for adults to misinterpret, the surreal memes, the creepy stories that blur fact and fiction. It's possible that concerned parents and journalists saw these groups, where children posted about alternate reality challenges and Blue Whales and Rena Palankova, and brought these elements together into a story that wasn't really there. And if little can be proved then to what extent did this so-called suicide game ever really exist?
3: The day after the article was released, it was in main 2016, we start to uh, our own investigation.
0: This is Dr. Alexandra Arkopova. She's a professor in folklore studies at the Russian State University for the Humanities.
3: I asked one of my uh, colleagues to enter these groups
0: Sometimes a so-called curator, someone who'd look on these online groups to recruit users for the game, would strike up a conversation.
3: When my colleague try and start talk with these curators, they turned out to be teenagers from the age of 12 up to the age of 14, both girls and boys.
0: Far from being manipulative adults all the curators seemed to be just kids who'd read or heard about the game.
3: In all these groups, mainly young people, they were discussing whatever they want, like from the problems in school to some, I don't know, jokes and, uh, well, shock content, pornography. They were waiting for this game, but this game never starts.
0: In fact, Dr. Arkhipova's research suggests that this game might not really have existed in any substantial way, before the Novaya Gazetta article was published. It's her understanding that the curators she came across online were copycats, acting out step by step the parts of a game that was widely being reported on in the press.
1: But and. There's one big unanswered question that comes to mind. Uh, What about the man who was arrested, uh, Philip Bedekin, uh, a.k.a. Philip the Fox? Because not only was he arrested in connection with the blue whale, as you said before, but he actually pled guilty. How do you explain all that? Well, oddly, it might have
0: something to do with the electronic music genre, Witch House, journalist Evgeny Berg. Well...
4: Philip the Fox started to fill these groups with content connected with Rina Palinkova and uh, Suicide, just to arouse interest on his uh, subscribers. All this story was just to make a hype to get subscribers to just uh, make a PR for his music. I think that he made these controversial statements for the same reason. He started the whole story, just uh, wanted to get attention, a lot of attention. So, here choose his girl.
0: This doesn't necessarily reduce Budakin's responsibility. He did admit involvement, and according to Russian law tightened in the wake of the Novaya Gazeta article, he has been punished. When Budakin was arrested, there were 15 cases against him. By the following month, all but one had collapsed. The case against him was now based on the testimony of one person. Here's journalist Evgeny Berg. Blue Whale Challenge exists in the way that other scary
4: stories that teenagers Mm. tell each other exist. There is no scary man, no Pied Piper that tries to kill children in Russia or in Ukraine or in Germany or in America, all over the world. And there is just a lot of Urban legends and uh, some scary stories that just children
0: tell each other. In some ways, what happened with the Blue Whale Challenge could be seen as a version of something that's been around since whenever children started telling scary stories around the campfire. In this sense, it's like a creepypasta, that is, the digital version of a spooky story. The whole point of a creepypasta is that it seems real. That's why the best ones are so chilling. It's the nature of these online stories that they warp as people add and embellish details, fabricating particulars to authenticate the story, often until the point of origin is lost entirely. We can see this whole phenomenon happening again with the latest so-called suicide game, dubbed the New Blue Whale, Momo. It's been linked in the media to deaths in Argentina, Colombia and India, But perhaps rather than comparing Momo to Blue Whale, we should learn from Blue Whale. The truth at the heart of the Blue Whale challenge is surely both more sad and more mundane than the breathless articles might have us believe. Russia's suicide rates are high, very high, especially among the young. It's got one of the highest rates of child suicide in the world. There's no silver bullet for tackling suicide amongst teenagers, nor is there a bogeyman that can be locked up to solve the problem.
1: That's it for this edition of the Trending Podcast from the BBC World Service. My Thanks to our reporter and to Dean and to Neil Churchill who recorded and mixed our programme. If you know something more about the blue whale or if you would just like to tell us what you thought about this programme, please do send us a tweet or a Facebook message. Just search online for BBC Trending. Or you could leave us a review and a rating via your podcast provider. It's very helpful. It does help people find the program. And if you were affected by some of the issues we've discussed, there is support online. Search for BBC Action Line or there is support in countries around the world. And if you're like me and you like podcasts and you're sick of podcasts about sport and tech and you like to try something a bit different may I suggest one from our colleagues here at the BBC World Service. It's called People Fixing the World. Every week they meet the people who are coming up with solutions for some of the world's trickiest problems. It's really interesting stuff. And from us here at Trending, well, we'll be back with another episode next week.